Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, and today we are lucky enough to be sitting here surrounded by books and by someone who is is uh, who makes her, her living in the book world. I'd like to introduce you all to Maddie Julstrom, and uh, she is the executive director of the uh, Nantucket Book Foundation, which is the sponsor of the upcoming Nantucket Book Festival. And you are going to uh, have an entire island full of books and the people who wrote them. We are. Very so. exciting to have it coming in just a little over two weeks. This now. is the mini rehearsal. Yes, you know? so <laughs> exactly. We can talk a little bit about what's coming up this year. Now, um, is this the eighth annual? It is. It started in 2012 and has been going strong ever since. Well, I can't think of anything better, especially if you're blessed with nice weather. If you're not, you have inside options. But but to wander around the island. And the thing that's always, um, I thought, been a great idea is that while there are, I think you said, six uh, paid events that you can you can sign up for, most of everything else is free. Mm -hmm. We work really hard all year long to make sure that that happens. But from day one in 2012, the intention has always been to make great books and great literature accessible to everybody. And so the ticketed events that we have, and as you said, there's just a handful, are are not even that big a money maker for us, but they are a nice way to feature an author at a lunch or a dinner. Mm -hmm. But you know, no, otherwise you just hop on the ferry and come on over to Nantucket and enjoy the day. And I was concerned about uh, finding lodging because, you know, when you get a bunch of people going to the island for something, but you were mentioning that there's one thing that makes lodging still available. Mm -hmm. It's not quite high season. We are right on the edge on Nantucket, and school is still in session for most places, with a, just a few exceptions. So the Flocks of people have not quite yet descended on Nantucket. It is Father's Day weekend almost every time we have a festival that lands on that weekend. And then just a couple of days after our festival, the film festival moves in. And that's when some of the more serious summer crowd starts coming. So if you're looking for travel or lodging, it's probably a little bit less expensive and a little bit more available than it might be in July or August. Well, that's great news. And uh, I have to tell you a funny story. I was getting ready to come in, and, and uh, my colleague, Tim Miller, who is the movie critic, and the, um, said, uh, um, so who do you have? And I said, uh, Maddie from the, from the Nantucket Book Festival. And he thought I said, film festival. And, and he sort of looked at me askance, and I said, no, I would have told you if I was uh, going into the film festival. He said, books. We're just books. doing books. Right. <laughs> so, although those books sometimes become films. They do. They do. We have, in fact, the one that comes to mind right now is one of our keynote speakers, uh, Ben Fountain, who is probably best known for Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which became a movie shortly after that. And yeah, several of our other authors have gone on to fame, such as um, Craig Johnson. His books were made into, I believe, a Netflix series, Longmire, The Western Mysteries. Ah. So a lot of people might know our books more from having seen them on the big screen, but that's okay. It's interesting to me. We have a big debate uh, in the newsroom always about whether it's better to read the book and then see the movie or, and I'm on that side, because mm -hmm. when I read the book, I want the characters to come to life in my head 
the way I see them. Mm -hmm. And if I see the movie first, then, you know, whoever, no matter how good the, the performer is, you know, if, if Emma Watson's in it, she's that character for me and it, and it affects it how does. I read the book. It does. There is no debate on our committee. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, in my office. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we will definitely read the book before we see the movie. And you're right. Sometimes when you see the movie afterward, it spoils it a little bit because now everything you've imagined is got a different look and feel to it. I don't mind as long as I've already created the people in my head, mm -hmm. the characters, you know, mm -hmm. um, because they'll stay that way pretty much. And sometimes, like, uh, I remember in one of the Harry Potter movies, it may have been the first, um, I was a huge, am a huge Harry Potter fan. And uh, um, what happened was that to see Quidditch played with through the magic of a computer-generated uh, graphics was exciting and thrilling mm -hmm. but still in my mind it was so real that i that mm -hmm. i could play quidditch you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. absolutely so, don't try this with the broom at home <laughs> um but um anyway i wanted to talk a little bit before we go on to the festival which is uh june 14th through the 16th right we actually added a day oh we did because we ended up we, are, we try and limit ourselves to about 24 authors a year. And then at the last minute, we get this surge of people interested and we can't say no. So we, we did move a few events to Thursday the 13th. But most of the events are going to be Friday and Saturday. And then we added some extra ones on Sunday as well. Okay, remind us of your website where people can check the whole list mm -hmm. so they can make a plan for their weekend. Thank you. Yes, it is nantucketbookfestival.org. And if you go on our website, it is everything you need to know from the schedule of events. In fact, I have here a picture of the image on our homepage. And if you click on that image, you will see a complete printed program of the schedule of events that we have this year. You can find out all about our authors, their bios. Um, we can tell you about our wonderful sponsors and donors who make having a free festival possible. And so you can plan your weekend. We even have travel tips. And one thing that I'm really excited about the website this year is a new feature. I imagine that when some people will go to our website and look at the lineup of 30 authors that we have this year, you may not recognize a lot of them. They don't have the kind of name recognition that you see you know, on the front list of, uh, of uh, Barnes & Noble. But a couple things. One is I want our attendees to trust us, and they do, because over the course of the years, we have gotten so good at picking lesser-known authors whose works are phenomenal, and they often go on to achieve remarkable success. But the other thing that you can do on our website is if you go to the Support Us drop-down, the first drop-down is Advocates, and it's a new project that we started where every single person on our committee, plus a few members of our community, are advocating for one of the books that's going to be at the festival. Hmm. So there's a picture of us holding up the book, and if you click on it, you can read what we have to say about the author, the book, and why we love it so much, and why you should invest your time and effort into reading the book and coming and hearing the author. So even if you don't know the author or the book, you get a little... Um um, Cliff's notes, mm -hmm. but a very personal one because it's it's like being in book club, you know. Someone is telling you what they thought of the book. So I have to ask, what is your book? I have two. I have 
In fact, I have a galley of it here because it just came out in print. I have Superbugs, which is a so book by Dr. Matt McCarthy. And he is already a best-selling author. He's known for a couple of his books, including The Doc, the Real Doctor Will Be In Now. But this is about the very real problem we have with antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Oh, scary problem. And that's his profession as a doctor. He, he specializes in that. But he talks about the problem and also the, the fact that pharmaceutical companies are not interested in solving the problem, or perhaps not able would be a better way to say that. I, I think that uh, with the uh, opioid crisis that's going on, I'm not placing blame, but certainly it has brought pharmaceutical companies into the forefront, and we may see the whole conversation about how we use um, legal drugs mm -hmm. changing mm -hmm. over the, the next year or two. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about him coming. He actually came to our attention because he wrote to us and said, I really, really want to come to your festival. And when we started taking a look at his work, we said, this is really good. And it's really important. It's a topic that we need to understand more about, we need to do more about. And then the other book that I represent in the Advocates page is Ben Fountain and his book, Beautiful Country Burn Again, which is him on the campaign trail in 2016 following all of the different uh, candidates and Ben comes to is he he's a journalist also right? he is he's a journalist and he actually when I talked earlier about Billy Lynn's long halftime walk that's Ben's book he's a fiction writer so he brings that beautiful way of of writing a story and he applies it to a political campaign that honestly almost feels like fiction. It was so unusual. And his observations along the campaign trail are so funny and so spot on. After I read the book, I found I, I really understood what happened a lot better than before I read the book. So um, there's, just, there's just so much to learn. So if, if you want to know more about our books or our authors, that's a great place. Like you said, it's like having a friend a sit down and tell you, I've, I've got to tell you about this book. It's so good. You've got to read it. And, and your Ben Fountain book is just spot on for timing. You know, we, we saw um, um, uh, Mr. Moeller speaking briefly this morning and unexpectedly and certainly um, the the news about uh, that campaign continues to unfold you know so so there that's so current it's like hot off the press mm -hmm. i'm sure so. i'll have a few words to say about that at the festival absolutely and uh oh, i have to stop doing that you know what we need jason we need jason is our producer we need an absolutely jar because i say that word <laughs> way too many times if i have to start sticking a buck in the jar every time i might be able to break myself of that habit um, I wanted to say that before we go back to the festival and, and talk some more about that, um, people may have noticed that I introduced you as uh, executive director of the foundation mm -hmm. because while the festival is your, your big event for the mm -hmm. year, you do other things uh, in the off season and things that are really, really important in terms of um, curating readers, encouraging readers. So can you tell me a little bit about that? I'd love to. And I have to give kudos to the founders of the festival, which was really the first thing that we did in 2012. We produced our first festival. But they had the foresight to know that we wanted to do more than that. As great as the festival is and as much as we love it, we wanted to have a year-round impact on Nantucket. And so we incorporated as the Nantucket Book Foundation. And so 
through that, we run a variety of programs. One is the Visiting Author Program, and I brought a copy of the latest N Magazine, which, in fact, I just picked up at the Highline today. And this is a picture of author Jason Reynolds. And he came to Nantucket to the high school. Actually, he came also to the middle school. As part of our visiting author program, we pay to bring Jason and other authors like him, both in the fall and in the spring. And we also are very indebted to uh, the Community Foundation of Nantucket, the Golf Club Foundation, the Nantucket Education Trust, all of these grantors who give us the money to do this. Mm -hmm. But we bring these authors in, and I love the diversity of authors we bring in, where the students might come in thinking, oh, here's another author who's going to talk to us, and then you find out something about the author that just blows your mind. In the case of Jason, as you may see from his photo, he is a large African-American man with dreadlocks and tattoos and jeans and t-shirt. And his talk to these kids was about how much he hated school. How he never read a single book in his life until he somehow got into college, which is kind of unusual how that even happened. And that the biggest influence on his life was Queen Latifah and rap. And from that, it brought out this creativity in him. And now he's a best-selling author. And he, his message to the kids was, don't let anybody tell you how you should write or what you should be like. You're good enough on your own. Do what feels right. Mm -hmm. So he was, you could just see the kids in the audience just stunned. And one of them even wrote to us and said, finally, the school brings an author who gets me. And that was, that was so much fun. We've had Lori Halsey Anderson talk about sexual assault. Um, Linda Mullally Hunt talked about how much she hated school because she had dyslexia. And uh. nobody knew it until she was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And finally, a teacher recognized it, and her life changed. And we had Jack Gantos. He was our first visiting author, who he looks like a nice, middle-aged white man who all of a sudden tells you that when he was 20, he was arrested for smuggling drugs and spent a year and a half in federal prison. And you just—you could just see the kids kind of go, whoa. And it, it, I love the impact that these authors I think have. this would be a great time to say, don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't judge an author by their cover. So we um, were just really what, fortunate. Is there specific uh, uh, age group for the kids that you're you were dealing with we try to cover as many as we can now some like Jason he he because his life was pretty raw mm -hmm. he said he didn't really want to talk to anyone under fifth grade uh -huh. uh, but we've got other people like Lori Hall Sanderson even though her, her main book that she's known for is speak and that was made into a movie as well. And that was what she talked to, to the high school students about. But then she has a historical fiction series that she talked to the middle school about. And she had a different series that she talked to the elementary school about. So you get an author for a day. And, and that's a lot of mileage. That's a lot of pages from, from one author. Yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, uh, to mention this with, with uh, Maddie because I know that when we spoke last year, a couple of years ago, I am not good with time. I just time travel all the time. Um, but um, that we talked about that and that it was it was part of what the festival, you know, helped to uh, helped you to do. And, and it's so important because teachers are doing an amazing job mm -hmm. of presenting a lot of ways to learn. Mm -hmm. But but then it can be that one caring adult, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a teacher or a speaker or that sort of turns something on, you yeah. know. Yep. And then suddenly, uh, um, 
suddenly you realize, oh, wait a second, maybe I am a writer or maybe I am an actor, or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever that is, you know. In fact, with that in mind, we every year we also host a essay contest for the high school students called the Young Writer Awards. And because of Jason and his message to the students, the theme this year for the essay was, can you tell us about one person who changed your life? Ah. And we we have our winners and they will be announced at the opening celebration, which is Friday, June 14th at the Unitarian Meeting House. And I believe that's a, a author panel discussion, right? Um, it, it features three authors, and even though they're not quite in a panel discussion, they come up one at a time. But the first thing we will do is recognize the winners of the writing, mm -hmm. the essay writing contest, and then each author, each of the three authors, will come up and address the topic: How can we write when everything is wrong? Tell me a little bit about the people who will be doing that, because you're right, um, even though I, I work with books part of the time here at, at the Cape Cod Times, and uh, I like to think I'm a fairly voracious reader, um, I there were some names I didn't recognize. Mm -hmm. The first author who will be addressing that topic is the aforementioned Ben Fountain. And of course, he can come at it from looking at it the political system and what seemed to go terribly wrong in 2016. Not that his talk will necessarily be political, but that he can come at it from that vantage point from what he's written. Right. We want to introduce this as a nonpartisan uh, exactly. point of view and, and uh, more of an analysis of what he saw. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the second? Uh, the second is Madeline Miller. And she's a wonderful writer. I think anybody would love her books. Her first is Song of Odysseus, and this one now is Circe. So she takes... Greek mythology, but she makes it so real and compelling. Her books are wonderful. But she's also a teacher, and she is the mother of two young daughters. And so she comes at it from the perspective of, with what's going on in the world, how do I talk to students? How do I mm -hmm. raise my children in the midst of all of this going on? I am... Um now, if I remember correctly, she actually had packaged her, it has a very colorful um, cover of the book, mm -hmm. and she packaged it with a study guide when mm -hmm. she sent it out. So um, that's uh, is sort of an interest. That That's a book that, that she's hoping and also pretty much knows is going to be talked about. So Oh, and it's already won a, a number of awards. She's such a good writer. So if anybody thinks, oh, Greek, Greek mythology, this is not that. This is a book that you will not be able to put down. And then the third author that's coming up, and this is somebody who is really special to us, is Dave Cullen. And he... Well, his first book was Columbine. He was a reporter on the scene at the school shootings there. He also has a military background. And after he wrote the book on Columbine, which is now considered the definitive report on that situation, he, got, he had PS, PTSD. He was so traumatized by that whole situation, took some time off. But then, of course, as we all know, a series of other school shootings happened. And then Marjorie Stoneham Douglas School has a school shooting that he chronicles in his new book, Parkland. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is wonderful about this book is, of course, it's about a terrible, terrible incident, but for the first time, really, we see the outrage in the students and them rising up for a movement where they're saying we're not going to put up with this anymore. And these kids are going to change the world. And I think that's why uh, Dave Cullen's book is, is uh, reviewers are, are calling it a hopeful book right. about a hopeless 
incident, you know, exactly. a hopeless tragedy. We ran a story uh, on the books page of the Cape Cod Times, um, not an interview with him directly, but, you know, through our, our wire services. And um, and that was the message that most reviewers were saying mm -hmm. is, is that how anyone can find hope here is is just amazing. One year later, I think that book was released just a year later. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, that should be a, a really interesting talk because the problem continues. We're still worried about our schools. And, you know, it's interesting. Columbine is there, I'm sure, we're, we're smaller school shootings before that. But Columbine, I think, is the one that we all think of as, as part of uh, changing our culture, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to be going to the high school the next day, the day after the book festival, to talk to the high school students about the book. Oh, how great. Mm -hmm. So now let me show you a book. I brought one too. And uh, this was something that's from your neighborhood. Yes. It's the Crew Oyster Bar Nantucket Cookbook. And uh, the thing I find interesting about this is as I hear about new book clubs, they are covering every topic in the world. Some are general, but you know, you have history, you have science fiction, you have nonfiction, you even have cookbook uh, book clubs where people get together mm -hmm. and make food from the book. That sounds good. <laughs> and then talk about cooking methods, um, you know, which I thought was kind of a creative way to, to look at a book club, mm -hmm. um, although they usually involve some food. Mm -hmm. um, so anyhow, um, this book, and we do uh, plan to, because they are generous, we plan to run a couple of recipes and photographs from it, either next Wednesday or the Wednesday after. Be sure and look for that on the food page. Um, but in the meantime, um, you have an event that's tied to this book. Maybe you can tell us about that. Sure. We're excited about this. They approached us because they wanted to do a cookbook launch. And so on Saturday night, the 15th at 5 o'clock, there is a cocktail hour at to launch the cookbook. Everyone who buys a ticket will get a copy of this gorgeous cookbook. I was looking at it earlier, and it is fantastic. Not only does it have great cocktails and light bites, but it's got these really nice little vignettes about Nantucket in it. And whoopie pies. And whoopie That's pies. Well, there you go. Right I've got to buy it now. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's, I think it's really nice for people who not only just love the kind of food that Crew puts out, which is wonderful, but also it just has these lovely little seasonal discussions about what Nantucket is like throughout the year. So we'll have the light bites. We'll have cocktails. Everyone gets a copy of the cookbook. Tickets are... Only $75, and there's only a couple left. So Where did you hurry. say that is? Where is it being held? Oh, it's here. It's, it's right okay. at Crew Oyster Bar, which is right are. on the dock. Right um, on the dock. It is a wonderful restaurant. Okay, that's that's one of the, the six events. I don't think we're going to have time to go through all of them, but once again, the email address is Nantucket. Not email, um, URL. <laughs> that's fine. NantucketBookFestival.org. All right. And, uh, you know, just to be fair, we would also, um, I'm getting the five minute sign here. So um, we're going to go back. We're going to talk a little bit more with Maddie. But I would like to say that that there are things happening this summer on the peninsula. And when uh, in our Cape Cod summer times, mm -hmm. you'll find a list of some of the book festivals that are happening here. Mm -hmm. um, you guys didn't make it because you're before the publication date. <laughs> We had a little trouble with that. Well, thank you for having me on the program. And uh, also um, wanted to tell people that they can look out for, I don't know if you've heard about this yet, but uh, um, both Island and, uh, um, and, and Cape bookstores are taking part in the uh, uh, independent bookstore 
trail. Oh, Have you, I don't know no. if you've heard about this, but it's a map that shows 22 uh, independent bookstores here on the Cape and on both of the islands. And um, they also have a, a website. Um, let me see if I can see it here. Um, uh, where's the website? Uh, Cape and Islands Bookstore Trail. Pretty simple. Uh, and you can look at that, and it, it will give you a, a link you directly with the bookstore. So you can check events. Say you're somebody who comes, and you not only want to read your book on the on the beach, but you want to look into some other books and book events. Maybe meet some authors. Um, this is a quick way to, as as is our books page. But mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. this is a quick way for the independent bookstores to uh, to get together and and. Uh, they need each other. Oh, we love our indies. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, getting back to to the Nantucket Book Festival, mm -hmm. um, how many people do you tend to uh, to attract? Do you have a, a little bit of a guideline on that? It is hard to know because it's free. And not only is it free, but you don't even have to pre-register to attend an event. So you can walk in oh, and walk right. out. However, we know that we fill up the UU on Friday night, and that's 400-plus people. We fill up the Methodist Church, that's 450. So my best guess is somewhere about uh, 750 to 1,000. But And in yeah. conversations with people, have you... Uh, have you developed a little bit of a, um, you know, going be beyond our area and and into other parts of the country or even the world? About people being from. How far do people? Oh, come? I see. Um, I asked the hard version of that question. <laughs> how far are people coming? <laughs> we can tell from ticket holders. Uh, that's pretty much the only people we can get information on when they buy a ticket, and we have a very. Uh, enthusiastic book group in Houston, Texas that comes up every year. Excellent. They're a lot of fun. The, the furthest inquiry I've ever gotten from somebody was a gentleman who emailed me from Australia want, wanting to come to the festival. So wow. I, I don't think I can beat that. You one. know, you know you're throwing a good party when people start calling to ask if they can come. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so tell, so. Let's, let's do like a, a live fire around here where we, we really quickly go through some of the authors you'd like us to meet and, mm -hmm. and you can use your cheat sheet. We Thank won't you. tell people Thank that you. we're doing that. Well, with 30 authors, uh, it's like choosing your favorite child. But I did bring a couple of books here that you might be familiar with. Washington Black by Essie Edugen is the pick from Indigo Books in Canada. And the CEO of Indigo Books, Heather Reisman, is going to be at the festival interviewing Essie. But this book was shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize, oh. which is one of the most prestigious literary awards in the world. And you were reading it, so one two-line sentences about what it's about? About a slave during the Civil War who finds out how much more he is than ah. just that. And then I think another person you're... Uh, viewers might know about because of her famous book that was turned into a movie, The Orchid Thief. I was going to say, that's the, <laughs> that's the book I associate with the author you're holding up, yep. Susan Orlean. Susan Orlean, who is wonderful. Her writing just to sucks you in it is, is so enchanting. She writes about a terrible event, the destruction of the Los Angeles Public Library in 1986. 400,000 books were destroyed. 700,000 were damaged. That's so painful. And we didn't hear about it because Chernobyl happened the same week. Mm. But she turns this book that starts out with this tragic event and she makes it into a love letter to libraries and to libraries. So this is a nonfiction book. It's a nonfiction book mm -hmm. that evolves into so much more than just a story about the fire. And the other book that's fiction or nonfiction? This one? Uh, no, this one, Biasi. 
I'm sorry. Oh, the, that's the one, one. That's Washington Black. That right. that is fiction, but again, it's historical fiction. So you're certainly going to learn a lot about that time in our history. I really love that genre because it's the best way. Telling, hearing someone's story is the best way for me to remember history. If it's dates, I'm lost. Uh -huh. you know? No, no, this will definitely immerse you in that time. So, and I see that you have some gear. You're wearing your Nantucket. Uh, book festival this year's shirt. My shirt with the names of the authors on the back. I have all thirty of them back there. All thirty of them are back wow. there. Wow! So I've got a tote bags that we will have for sale at the book festival, and a, a Nantucket red cap for you. Thank you. I love Nantucket <laughs> red. Whoops! Sorry about that, Jess. And I don't get over there nearly enough. So next time I do, oh, I'll nice. make sure I am wearing this. Very well. I thank you so much, and I hope that all of you um, can either go to the Nantucket. Oh, one thing. Okay. Ellen Hildebrand. Tell me about that, because oh, people are going to be asking. I know. Ellen comes every year, and she's so fabulous. She's got she a lunch. She lives on the island. She lives on the island. She writes from the island. She writes on the beach, I believe. She's got a luncheon on Thursday, the 13th, one of those extra events we scooted in. The luncheon right now is sold out. However, you can go on our website and sign up for the waiting list, and we will get you in if we can. And she's coming a day earlier to you because she's actually going to be uh, in the Wacquasset uh, Literary Luncheon Series on that Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that those tickets are almost sold, but you might be able to see her there. I, uh, I'm actually moderating that, that panel with oh, nice. her and Jennifer Weiner. So oh, sorry so to funny. steal her Saturday from well, you guys, but it'll be fun. We're getting her back on Sunday. If, you, if people can't make it on Thursday or it's, sold, it's truly sold out and you can't get in, Sunday afternoon at Cisco Brewers on Nantucket, she will be signing her book. You her know, new book. when I did a story on, on Ellen maybe a dozen books ago, um, some her husband said to me, he was managing a hotel, and he said, uh, Ellen's books are like the souvenir you take home so that you can have Nantucket all year long. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really apt description. Mm -hmm. um, one of our committee members took a copy of Ellen's book out of the library, and when she opened it, sand fell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> also wonderful. So thank you all for watching. Uh, one more time on your website. NantucketBookFestival.org. And thank you, Maddie, for coming and, and telling us all about it. We're looking forward to exploring. I love the Ambassadors program, so we can get a little you know, start on, on who's going to be there. They're going to start playing music if I don't get off the air. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Join us next week. I believe we will be talking about death.